At 28, Tafari has already accomplished a lot. The owner of a bank? Like, that's pretty crazy. I wanted to know what it takes to get where he's at. His mindset, his discipline, his routine. I even got curious about distractions because with his potential comes a lot of stuff. The women, the partying, I asked all of it. After a life-changing experience on Dragon's Den, Tafari Bailey is looking to disrupt the Canadian banking industry. Hutsey, a digital banking platform, comes with a no-fee account and an app that helps users save, earn cash back, and track their finances. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Corey Cash. This is the Black is the New Rich podcast, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Tafari, who are you? What do you do, and what is your mission? Great questions. My name is Tafari Bailey. I'm the CEO and founder of Hutsey Financial, and my mission is to ensure financial wellness for all Canadians, regardless of ethnicity, gender, race, religion, etc. Okay, so Hutsey is uh, ringing bells in the country right now, and everybody's talking about it. I see it on everybody's story. Everyone's supporting the movement. For the people that don't know, can you explain exactly what Hutsey is? For sure. First of all, thank you so much for the kind words and having me on your podcast. Humble, love what you're doing at Black you. New Rich. But in a nutshell, Hutsey is a financial institution for marginalized communities, low-income Canadians, and new immigrants to Canada. We provide products and services around them that add value that we could also monetize on, such as the first debit card in Canadian history that builds credit with every purchase Jeez. that you make. Mm -hmm. So pretty much how it works. Here's the card right here. This lit. is the code right here. <laughs> this is the official. Okay. Lit, yep, definitely. Lit, lit. So pretty much how it works, Corey, is let's say you go to Walmart and spend $20. You tap the Hutsey card. We're opening up a mini line of credit for you on the spot to pay for that purchase. Yeah. And then the next business day, we take the $20 out of your checkings account and we report that to Equifax and TransUnion at the end of the month Smart. to positively enhance your credit score because it's a it's a loan at the end of the yes. day, a secured loan. Yes. We also offer early access to payroll so individuals never have to use a payday loan again because for those watching that don't know, 45% of the country lives paycheck to paycheck. That number is just increasing year over year with inflation at an all-time high, which results in about 3 million Canadians using payday lending services annually. Payday lenders charge interest rates well over 500%, which can leave people trapped in a life cycle of debt that they can't get out of. So we offer that for free, just mm -hmm. for banking and having direct deposit set up with us. And then we also offer no-fee banking solutions. Whereas traditionally, five banks control 95% of assets under management. They charge you a monthly fee for your account unless you maintain a certain balance. Not everybody's able to do that. So we don't charge any fees as banks are in the business of keeping the rich rich and the poor poor. Mm -hmm. So Hutsey's here to stop that. Okay, so I've been doing my research for a long time because we've been following each other for a long time on social media. So I look at you like Neo in the Matrix, okay? Like <laughs> there's a whole matrix, there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's just a few people that are very special and I look at you as one of them. And for us, one of the reasons why I think you're so special is because you bring corporate and the culture together. You will have um, people like Moolah, for, Moolah first, right? Yes. Moolah first, and then you can talk to whoever in the corporate world. Why is that so important to be uh, stepping in both worlds? Because at the end of the day, we want to be different. It's, as I mentioned, five banks control 95% of assets under management. They're all the same other than the name and the brand and colors. Yeah. There's nothing different. You do have online digital banks like Tangerine, et cetera, but 
there's no culture or flavor to them. The way I see it, it's like you're just putting chicken in the oven. There's no seasoning, yeah. no paprika or anything. <laughs> no sauce. It's no sauce. So we want to add things to the culture. We want to build a brand. We want to build a lifestyle brand and a financial institution. If we're doing this for the community, we should be involving the community and doing things that they would enjoy and appreciate. Okay, amazing. So I want to put a pin in what Hutsi is right now, but I want to bring it back a little bit because I want to know who you were prior to Hutsi. What were you doing? Definitely. So prior to Hutsi, I've always been in the entrepreneurship space. I've always been, I like to call myself an innovator, making something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. But before that, just like you, I was a basketball guy. I'd wake up at six o'clock in the morning, go to the LA Fitness train, um, shower up, go to school, do school at lunchtime, we're hooping. (laughs) After school, we're hooping until the janitors had to threaten to call the police to kick (laughs) us out. So always about that life. And then maybe after my first year of university at Brock, where I was redshirted on the basketball team, I realized, okay, if I'm not starting and I'm redshirting at a university here in Canada, there's no way I'm going to the NBA. Yes. So what am I really doing with my life? So I shifted into business. So the first business idea I had, I had a, a ton of business ideas. A lot failed, some worked. One that I could remember where I really figured out I had something here is I went to school in St. Catharines, Ontario at Brock University. Mm-hmm. That was a university town. It wasn't a commuter school like U of T or Ryerson, et yeah. cetera. So people were coming from all over, from Mississauga, Toronto, Ajax, Ottawa, wherever, to live on campus, yeah. to live in the it's area. It's a party school, too. It's a party school, yeah. <laughs> so people were really there from September to April, but leases were 12 months. Okay. So what happens May, June, July, August, you're paying rent, but you're not there. Yeah. So what I would do, this was my first business venture, we lived in a place called The Lofts where there was an apartment with four rooms, everybody would go, we're paying $600 a month per room, I would go in and say, hey, instead of you guys paying $600 a month for four months and you're not going to be here, I'll give you each $200 a month, $800 a month for the entire unit. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like a lot now that we're grown, but when you're a broke college student, everything adds up. And then I would re-rent those rooms out to other individuals and say, hey, you know, normally this is $600 a month, but I'll give it to you for $400 a month. So you're saving 200. Uh, So I would be making an additional $800 a month per unit. So when it came September, my tuition was paid, my rent was paid. Life was good. That's (laughs) smart, that's (laughs) good. Something that uh, you just said that really stood out to me is that you, uh, you went to, you made the red shirt on your team. And I feel like for a lot of athletes, it's a big ego death to say, you know what, this is not for me. How did you come to that point? Because I feel like at a young age, that's hard to do. Yeah. So how was that? So how was that? It was really, it was really heartbreaking at the end of the day. Because you put so much work. So much work. I came from high school. We had this thing called Hooptown GTA, if you remember that. I was number one on Hooptown GTA when I was in grade 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. Points, 25 point club? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay. I think it was 56 in the game. So I was number one Whoa, at that shit. time. Okay, yeah, yeah, trust me. So all the work, passion, energy, dedication that I put into the game and realizing that I can't even start or make a team here. You know, I had sleepless nights. It was depressing. I got to my lowest points at that. Yeah. At that stage, honestly. But you still had the confidence to say, you know what? This is not for me. I'm going to venture off to other things. That's, to me, that's big because I feel like a lot of, Athletes get trapped in because we build up a a legend when we play basketball and sometimes we hold on to that way too long. You ultimately had to destroy what people knew you as. For sure. And that's why I think that's big. Um, Just talk to me about like just a little bit more about like, you know, just destroying that initial image. 
showing that initial image, which I think you could get trapped and caught up because I know guys that are in their mid thirties that are still holding on to the hype, <laughs> the hoop dream, the hoop dream that they had in high school, yeah. which is unfortunate. But you know what I mean? I became a certain age and I realized that there's more to life okay. than this. I need to get paid. Exactly. I need to feed a family. I need to build a legacy. And I'm not going to do that through the game of basketball, which I loved my whole entire life. So Okay. I switched my majors. I was in kinesiology, so I switched to business, economics, and computer science. Let's get this money. <laughs> yeah, so let's get this money because at the end of the day, it's like you're in the league to make millions of dollars exactly. and play the game you love. So I'm like, how can I do that. make the same millions of dollars with doing do something, something else? else? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I was uh, doing my research and I came across like the Dragon Dens clip, right? And something that was very interesting that stood out to me, and I want to know how you got there. Um, you off you were competing for five hundred thousand, yes. right? And you were you offered six percent of your business. So I wanted to know how do you get to the six percent and not maybe let's say ten, not five. Like what about your business said six percent? Because a lot of people, I believe, uh, when they're entrepreneurs, they say, "Oh, I'll give up this percentage of my business for this amount of money." So I want to know how you got there. So how I got there, it's really important to note that. We're in Canada, we're talking about financial institutions. So when you look at the most profitable companies in Canada, they're the banks and the insurance companies. Yeah. So we're going after a gigantic category here. So I felt that in the future, Hutsey has the potential to be valued at billions upon billions of dollars. And this is the early stage to get in. Mm -hmm. So I thought they were getting a, a good deal at that point in time. And secondly, we're one of one in our category. We're a black owned financial institution really building for the culture and the community. Yeah. So there was a lot of things that went into the valuation, plus my previous track record with my other startups showing that I am a person that can operate a company like this. I used to work at the bank at TD Canada Trust. I worked there for my first four quarters. I'll give you a summary. Number one was a training quarter. Okay. Number two, I was number one in my branch in terms of sales revenue. Quarter three, I was number one in my district in terms of sales revenue. Quarter four, I was number one in my region in terms of sales revenue. So Jeez. I know banking inside out. So along with my work experience, with my track record in business, along with how gigantic this market size is, $8.1 billion in Canada, I felt that was a fair valuation to give the Dragons. Okay, amazing. So when you won, I'm guessing that you, your network expanded. Right. Totally. So you got to have conversations with high level entrepreneurs, very successful people. And I believe like people on the other side of the curtain that I call them, like they play money games. Right. Yeah. They play big money games. And I, I, I believe that you get to talk to some of these people. What are the character character traits of some of these people that regular entrepreneurs are kind of missing or that you can even pass down as a gem? Really just focus on the results over the hype, because at the end of the day, before Dragon's End, we were doing the exact same thing. And then Dragon's End happened, and now it amplified what we were doing in terms of the media and coverage. But at the end of the day, keep doing you. You're going to have that one breakthrough opportunity as long as you stay focused and keep the main thing the main thing. And then the world will know what you're doing. Secondly, everything that you're doing, only do things that move the needle forward in a okay. positive direction. Okay. Like, don't worry about the color of your website or what text you're going to put on your website. Focus on the product. Focus on having the right the impact team, of the what impact you're doing. Of what you're doing, and everything else will come along. Just okay. Great. Okay, makes sense. So this next question, uh, like I see what's going on, and because you're a part of the culture, I want to know like distractions are going to come, right? Yeah. And I'm obviously uh, I might get some flack for this, but distractions are going to come, and you're young, you're still in your twenties, and 
women are going to come. And obviously, they might look at Tafari and be like, hmm, he's done this much already, and his potential is through the roof. So he's looking like, he's looking like a lick right now. And that might be my meal ticket. How do you protect your energy? How I protect my energy, I have OGs around me. I have OGs around me that have been there and done that. I like to learn from other people's mistakes to really assess the situation. You know, when I'm out with my friends, family, when we're with the guys, we always have the OGs around. Whenever there's women there trying to take photos, videos, yeah. no cameras, no okay, this, good, no good, that. Good, good. And really tough to get in. Yeah. Really tough to get in, if that makes sense. That honestly, I think uh, having older heads is very important. I had older heads growing up, and if I didn't have some of the the lessons being taught, especially about, obviously, it comes with the territory. The women come with the territory. Totally. And if I didn't have that, I don't know, I would have been off the Richter. I might have four kids running around. Literally. You know, and I'm not trying to get caught in that loop, you know? Yeah. So Another thing that I would mention to that, it's like, as a high value man like yourself, you don't want somebody that's out at the club every other day. You don't want somebody that's posting half naked photos on Instagram. You want that girl that's going to be at home that's gonna care for you, that could cook, clean. Integrity, has integrity. integrity. You know what I mean? Not looking at you as a lick, but looking at you for who you are. Yeah. So it's like, I could kind of see past the BS, if that makes sense. Okay, amazing guy. Yeah, Cause I always wanted to ask you that, cause I'm like, yo, I see this kid, he's, he's going, he's out of here. He's, he's, about to add it, he's about to be out of here. So I, I hope, obviously with the distractions, I hope like, you know, he can control it. Cause I know what that life can be, you know? Totally. So I always wanted to ask you that. But one thing I notice about your movement is, personally, I, I wake up at 5 a.m., right? And everyone's like, oh, you wake up at 5 a.m., you're doing so well. And then I follow you, I'm like, this guy wakes up at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's always someone, like, giving you inspiration to work harder. Totally. Why 4 a.m., one, and what does it do for your productivity? Going back on to the previous question you talked about distractions, when you're up at 4 a.m., nobody's up at that time. So mm -hmm. there's no distractions. You could do work without having to like think about people messaging you on Instagram, text message, anytime. So you have this window of opportunity, I would say maybe between 4 a.m. and 8, 8.30 a.m. while people are still sleeping, or you get unlimited work done. Yeah. For sure, and what that does for you is it just puts you in a zone. Yeah. It puts you in a zone where there's no distractions and you could really lock in. That's exactly how I feel. Like I look at it as uh, being ahead of the world. Yeah. And I need, obviously, even just being born black, we are born with a, a sort of a disadvantage so totally. how are we gonna catch up or how are we gonna um even this playing field or how are we gonna get ahead and i feel like waking up at those times really really it really does that and it sets a discipline within yourself totally and to add on to what you said how are we gonna win it's like we're gonna win together exactly by following the same movement having everybody win together exactly and i think that's what hutsey financial is about it's about a movement exactly. even when we raise venture capital funding when we raise funding on dragons then we have all these venture capital firms that do want to invest and that have invested in the company mm -hmm. but i would always reserve a certain amount of the round to allow everyday individuals within the community to invest as well so when we succeed, they succeed. When we exit, whether it's an IPO or being acquired by a major financial institution, everybody is winning together. Uh, I like that, I love to hear that. So the other day I screenshotted one of your stories and it, it was very interesting and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, if you paid attention to your peers, you might like basically, you might learn more than you following like a celebrity or someone that you don't know. Did you wanna elaborate on that? Cause I have definitely, something to say. Definitely, definitely. So I think the quote was, I think we tend to overvalue the people we look up to and celebrities and people that we admire and we undervalue our peers. You'll get more done with your peers in the trenches than you will looking yes. up to a celebrity that's 
done what you did 20 years ago because times have changed. You're with your peers in the trenches all the time. Mm -hmm. and you guys can innovate and learn from one another. I, I, and I, I believe that's true. And I think the here, I, I think I know why people look up to like people that don't, they don't know, or let's say celebrities or what have you is because at the end of the day, we're all, we're all posting our highlights, Yeah, you know? So you look, you have a, almost a facade when you look at someone else because you think that's their whole life. It's all totally. good highlights. But when you see your peers now, you get to see certain flaws. You get to see down times. Yeah. So you might, the, the trust psychologically and subconsciously might not be there. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's absolutely true. Everything that you said and what me personally, I try to post the highs and the lows. There was Same. something that really Same. hurt me the other day. So there was the Forbes 30 under 30 list, which was the local Toronto list. It's the first time that they did anything like that. You didn't make it? So I didn't make it and I was so hurt. Honestly, I was so hurt. There was a couple of companies that made it that were on that list really? that were at Startup Fest that we beat out at Startup Fest. Wow. Yeah. That, so, that, honestly, that would piss me yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> that, that really, really, really hurt me. And there was not one black person on that list as well. See, here's the thing. And correct me if I'm wrong or just give me your opinion on it. With the stuff like the Oscars, the Forbes 30 under 30, all these type of awards, I've always looked at awards as just someone's opinion. Yep. You know, yep. it's just it's just opinion based, although they do mean a lot. But sometimes like we're again, I don't think we're playing on the same playing field with these uh, institutions of awards. So that's why I, I take personally, I take those awards type of things with a grain of salt. What do you think? Yep. So it, it really does help with getting in rooms and having conversations true, or true. accolades, you know what I mean? Because true. I think, I consider Dragon's Den as something like that. We went on Dragon's Den, we won, we did X, Y, and Z. Fair. But without that, we definitely wouldn't have the brand equity that and makes brand sense. capital that we have right now. So something like that, Dragon's Den really helped for the company, but Forbes would help for an individual. So when you're going into rooms and having a conversation they with know a high-level individual, that's just another accolade that everybody really knows. Okay, I yeah. actually, I never looked at it like that. It, it, yeah, that makes sense because it'll it puts like people know you're serious. Yeah, right people know that. you're serious, and it's social proof that totally. you know it's what you're doing. Proof. It's social capital. Yes. Exactly. So you know what? I I I, uh, I never thought about that. Okay, I'll take that one. So, since do you do you look at that as like a failure, or is that like do you look at it as a failing or a loss? I look at it as motivation <sighs> to make it next year. Yeah. And then I remember Michael Jordan didn't make his high school team, the senior team, the first year round. And then he made adjustments and the next year yeah. he was on there. Okay. So now this is really motivation to see, okay, the companies that made it that we beat there at Startup Fest, let's see where they are today. Yeah. And let's see where we are today. And let's see how we both are a year from now. We'll see who's really winning. Okay, lit, lit. So what is your relationship with failure? My relationship with failure, my relationship with failure. So I fail all the time. So it's not always glamour and success. There's daily milestones that you want to hit, even as simple as I always make a to-do list for a variety of things that I have to do throughout the day. Maybe it's five, 10, or 15 things. Yeah. Some days, if I have 15 things that I need to do, I may only hit 12. Yeah. I see that as a micro failure, but I don't get down on it. I figure out how could I improve? Where was my time wasted? Or not even wasted, it's like what other things was I doing that I shouldn't have been doing cool. that could have helped me accomplish the goals I have for them. And the same thing could be set on a more macroeconomical level. Okay, cool. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about people's successes and I just ask your relationship with failure, but I actually want to know what has been your biggest loss so far and how'd you bounce back? 
what has been my biggest loss so far and how have I bounced back? How have I bounced back? How have I bounced back? So are we referring directly to Hutsey Financial or in general? Life, life. So life, life. So I'll give you a business loss that I had. It was kind of a win and a loss, but it was a light bulb moment. So when I was in high school, my coach, he had a company by the name of EcoClean Snow Removal. Yeah. So he would get me and the madam all the time <laughs> to shovel snow. Yeah. And he would say, hey, we're only going to be out for a couple of hours, and I'll give you each $50. And yeah. as a high school student, that made yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah, you're going to take that. Yeah. You know, so he would pick us up at 6. They would be back by 9, but we wouldn't be back until 3 o'clock in the morning. It was the ultimate finesse. Yeah. It was the ultimate finesse. But in university, when I was looking to create a company with my roommates, we created our own version of EcoClean Snow Removal Niagara. So we needed to get clients. So I spoke to one of the biggest property rental companies in Niagara. Yeah. They were called Brockview Property Rentals. And I met directly with the CEO. So I told him a big story how we had a team of X amount of people. <laughs> We'd be able to handle all of his book of business. Yeah. He gave us hundreds of units and it was a six figure contract. So we put it on the table. Just I like went, that. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I bought it back home to my roommates and we just laughed. Yeah. There was no way we'd be able yeah. to do that. Only one of us had a car. We had one <laughs> shovel, this, this and that. So I had to go and tell him that, you know, we were oversubscribed. We couldn't do that. <laughs> so that was a loss because we missed out on, you know, six figures worth of dollars. Yeah. But it was a win at the same time. Because I showed I you your negotiation skills are up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it showed that, you know, you have something. You can make anything out of this life. You know, yeah. when you're working a nine to five. Without any bonuses, you're limited to a certain hourly salary. 100%. But when you're working for yourself, entrepreneurship, it's just about the deals that you close and that determines yeah. the revenue you make. Okay. So that was a loss, but it went at the same okay, time. Okay, dope. I like that. Where is Hutsey right now? And how can the community further help your mission? Definitely. So where Hutsey is right now, we've launched about five weeks ago. We have tons of thousands of people on the platform. We were only live on the iOS Apple Store, but we've launched on Android a couple of days ago. So now we're really pushing the narrative, getting people to sign up. How the community can help is signing up at www.hutsey.ca and downloading the app, Hutsey Financial, on the Android or Google Play Store. Um, we're really taking customer feedback seriously, so we're reaching out to all customers for them to let us know what they want on the product because yeah. at the end of the day our customers are our north star Good. we're not building for us we're building for our customers so we take the feedback very seriously in terms of what financial products and services you want to see hutsey offer and what you want us to do for the community so we have a couple of hutsey financial parties or events here from time to time for the community they're yeah. really great and we <laughs> want to continue to do that i'll be at the next one all right we definitely want to continue to do that and just do things that none of these banks could do. Okay, okay. So when uh, someone's signing up for Hutsey, is there anything that will get you disapproved? Only thing that'll get you disapproved for Hutsey Financial if you're putting in the wrong information. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah. everyone's accepted at Everyone's uh, accepted. At Hutsey, okay. Except I'm for a, the frog guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know? so, like, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, after this interview, I'm going to sign up. I'm going yes, to get, get, get going. I have to, you know? Um, when I was scrolling on Instagram recently, I noticed the, you know, the, the page BlockTO? Yes. We can't view it anymore. Yep. Because of the war going on, the government and Meta, right? Yeah. Does that affect Hutsey in any way with news outlets being shut down on social media? Not at all, because at this stage, we've only really been dealing with the underground mainstream. Yes, Such yes. as, you know, Six Buzz, Real Toronto News, Keep Six Solid. Wave Room, speaking of Six Buzz, we're working on something really, Lit. really, really special with them that's going to 
blow up the community. Okay, but, lit. Yeah, we've only been dealing with them, and they're not mainstream news outlets. Okay. So I don't think that's going to affect us. Okay, because uh, that that um that was a little scary when I yeah, seen it. it. I was, was like, whoa! I heard that it was coming, but when I actually scroll past Blog and says I couldn't view anything, I was like, okay, this is here now. And it is. I don't even want to say anything <laughs> about Justin Trudeau. I don't want to speak politics right yeah. now. But that is so disappointing. This is yeah. such a great country. And I don't think... It hurts us. It hurts us, honestly. It really does hurt us. So. 100%. So these next two questions I ask every guest on the show. And the, fir- and the first one is, I want to know what is the best advice that you received and what is the worst advice you received? And you guys, you don't have to say any names. The best advice that I received, it's something that I said on the Millennials to Millionaires podcast as well, is that success leaves clues. But even further than that, it's like whenever you're building any sort of startup organization, you only want to have A plus players on your team because a small team of A plus players will run circles around B and C players. Yes. And when you start hiring B players, they get intimidated of hiring A players. So they start hiring C's and D's and your whole organization goes to shoot. You know, so if you're not the best marketer, hire the best marketer on your team. If you're not the best at communicating with other people to close deals, hire a salesperson that is. That's how you scale your business. That's how you scale your business. Hire people that complement your weaknesses. That is the best advice that I've ever received. And the worst advice that that I've ever received is that you can do everything yourself. You can do everything yourself because you can at the end of the day. You need a team, as I mentioned, of A-plus players that'll help you and build you together. Drake doesn't do it by himself. He has a team in the background. LeBron has a team in the background. Some of these people you've heard of, like Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, et cetera, but some people in the background that you've never even heard of that's helped propel their success. How do you go about building your team? Because I know I see it expanding. I see Eric here. I see Ebone. I see Ebone. The plug, come on. Yeah, I see Moolah first. Moolah first, yeah. I see a bunch of people. So how are you building your team? How I'm building my team is just selecting the best of the best within their specific niche. Mm, you mentioned fake. Ebone. You mentioned Ebone. Ebone is the voice of the culture. He has monopolized be, like the voice of the culture, yes. the MC. It's like whenever you're thinking of a prominent black event going on in the city, Ebone's there's nobody it. you can call. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody that you can call other than Ebone. It's like the difference between Ebone at the top compared to the next best person. It's far. It's head and shoulders. Yeah. Okay, dope, dope, You know what dope. I mean? Having a guy like Moolah first on the team. When it comes to underground rap, music, entertainment, he is the most entertaining person <laughs> on the underground <laughs> yeah, city. Sure. There's nobody you think of as far as entertainment other than him. A guy, EY, he is under the radar, but Netflix, HBO, Disney, Paramount+, Plus, Star Trek Discovery, all of that stuff, he has done behind the scenes. And he's made some great, amazing, excellent commercials for us at Hutsey Financial. Uh, so just having the best of the best within their specific industries, nothing overlaps, and there's no egos involved. 100%. And even even talking about the rap scene, what I liked about Mulah um, first, he did, I don't exactly remember the exact lyric, but he mentioned, I think he mentioned Hutsey about getting a card or something. Getting, it was something about financial, doing something. And I felt like because so many young people look up to his music and him dropping that gem was, it was genius. It was totally. geni- it was genius because we know the culture, they follow a lot of things that may not be necessarily be the best. But when you drop something like that coming from someone like that, I thought that was genius. I was like, okay, 
Genius. These guys, these guys are up to something. Yep, yep, it's, yep. it's more than it's just the music. It's more, than, and I could already tell by his marketing that he's like he is a genius in his brain. Marketing I've, genius. He's totally. a marketing genius because yeah. I've listened to a couple of his interviews, so I know you guys collabing and coming together. I knew that was a big play. Totally, especially at the start of Hutsy Financial, I had no idea how to get to the underground community. Mm. I have my audience. But that's where you go to Moolah First. And Moolah First has access to everybody in the underground community yeah. to start off. So that was, let's say, phase one. So he got everybody aware of Hutsey Financial, doing his interviews and doing everything he's doing on the entertainment side. So originally when I would go outside, let's say around Rolling Loud times, when I would go outside wearing a Hutsey shirt, people would come and say, oh, you work for Moolah's Bank, X, Y, and Z. That, people didn't know. That's crazy. People didn't know. And yeah. then I would say stage two of growth is when we started partnering up with the blog where they would post the Dragon's Den clip and all of the amazing awards and the accolades that we win. So I said, oh, okay, this is the guy behind it, Tafari Bailey's company, et cetera. And now we're at stage three, which is micro adoption. With the what does that mean? What does that mean? Micro adoption. So there's micro, which is small, macro, which yeah. is large. So we're focused on micro adoption of the Hutsey financial product okay. amongst our community. Okay. And then we want to raise a series A round of venture capital funding and oh, then prepare it. Canada for macro adoption of the product. Okay. So big things coming. Yep. So to the audience, when I talk about series A round of venture capital funding, for those of you guys that don't know, when you're a high growth startup technology company, you raise capital every, let's say 12 to 16 months. Every company that you could think of, Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp, Uber, Uber Amazon, they've all raised venture capital dollars in order to grow. So we go through our first round, which is like an angel round where a high net worth individual invested in your company. That was Wes Hall. Yes. Wes Hall was that angel investor that invested. And then you have a pre-seed round where you have an early stage venture capital company along with some angel investors that invest in your company. So that was the drive group, early yeah. stage venture capital company injected hundreds of thousands of dollars into the company. And then we had some high net worth angel investors such as Jad Sandu. He was the number one real estate Remax agent worldwide. In Hudson. Um, in general, in oh, Remax. Okay. Yeah, he's an investor in Hudson. Oh, that's amazing. Um, they sold $800 million worth of real estate, which is crazy yeah, that, within last year. And now we're actually actively raising our seed round venture capital funding. So we were at an event called Canadian Startup Fest where we actually won the audience choice for the best startup in the festival. We won the best black startup and won a $100,000 cash prize as well. So as you can imagine, every venture capital firm wants to chat now. So we're just making our rounds, interviewing all the VC firms, seeing who would be the best partner for us to grow and scale. And yeah. So what does it take to go public? So what does it take to go public? So I would say your company lifespan has maybe five to eight years. You really want to go public when you plateau where it's like the room for growth is minimal, where you're yeah. kind of already covered oh, everybody. Okay. You've covered your target demographic, you've maxed everything out in all early stage investors, because when early stage investors are investing in the company, they're buying company shares. Okay. And then when you go public, all of the shares get sold and all of the investors get their return their on investment. So let's say somebody, early investors, purchase shares in Hutsey Financial at 50 cents a share. Mm -hmm. So let's say Hutsey gets sold for a couple billion dollars and the shares go from 50 cents to $250. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but that's over a 1,000x return. Yeah, they get paid out. They get paid out and everybody <laughs> yeah. is yeah. laughing. Everybody yeah. is laughing. Then I could comfortably say, I did it. I did it for the community, yeah. not for myself. Yeah. I wasn't just thinking about me and the rich venture capital firms that are already rich. Yeah. 
but I helped my community make millions upon millions of dollars and Bro, we made it together. That's and that's huge. never been done before. That is huge. That's never been done before. Wow. So that leads actually to my last question because on the show, we like to make predictions and I do want to play it back. So I want to say, you know what? Tafari, five years ago, he said he was going to do that and he's doing it right now. So I want to play this clip five years from now. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where I see myself from now in five years, I see Hutsi as a billion dollar corporation at a bare minimum. I see ourselves partnered up with a lot of other firms and institutions. Six Buzz, keep an eye on that between the Six Buzz Hutsi cool. financial relationship. Cool. Partnered up with the universities, Brock University, University of Toronto, Western University, et cetera, to have a co-branded credit card powered by Hutsi. Because that's that so smart. Definitely, <laughs> because at the end of the day, these students need to build their credit. Yes. These students are paying rent. Yeah. So why not build credit while paying rent, build credit with every purchase that you make, and have rewards on the cards that help with your education, where you get cash back at the university. It just makes sense for all parties involved. 100%. Actually, uh, speaking on the colleges, that's exactly how I messed up my credit, because I remember first year of college, I'm 18, 19, I'm at Sheridan, and you have these uh, credit Free card- approvals. Yeah, you got these credit card companies like, here, here, here. $1,000 credit card limit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so I took that and not knowing- Maxed any, it out. Yeah, maxed it out destroyed my credit and it took a long time to rebuild it because it took a long time to understand how credit works and that was i don't know i feel like that was a little that's like a little vulture-ish to me and that's how they get you as soon as you i used to work in the bank so yeah. every whenever you turn 18 they will automatically pre-approve you for a credit card they won't teach you how credit works and you just think oh i got a thousand dollars i spend. think it's free money you think it's free <laughs> money and then you max it out but what you don't know it's detrimental to your credit score if you're not able to pay it back off and a lot of people aren't working, so where are you getting the money to pay this back off? Yeah. So one big thing that we're doing at Hutsey is financial literacy and financial education. Amazing. So we can educate people how credit works, how money works, and, and how to properly use and manage your finances so, so people just, don't get in that situation. So as I see Hutsey right now, it's more of a, it's a lifestyle. You have your product, yeah. but it's a lifestyle and it's an education system. Yeah. Would you ever think about, just me thinking off the top of my head, would you ever thinking about like, you know, creating classes, courses, like let's say in the universities? For sure, HFU, Hutsi Financial University, that's something that we already have planned, not anytime soon, three years down the line, but yeah. believe me, we have the next eight years planned <laughs> out uh, in terms of what we're gonna do because we're not going from A to Z. Yeah. We're going A, B, B C, D, all the one way One step at a time. Z. Yep, one step at a time. And we have the roadmap there, so it's just really about following the steps we should get there. Okay, dope. Can you let everybody know how they can contact you, where they can find Hutsi, everything, all your information? Definitely. So find me on Instagram, Tafari Bailey. That's my Instagram handle, same as my name. And you're entertaining on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're entertaining on Instagram. You know, Hutsi Financial, at Hutsi Financial, www.hutsi.ca is the website. Lit. And yeah, we're going to have a lot of Hutsi events. So okay. make sure to get your cards because yep. those Hutsi events are only going to be for people that have this card. Oh, makes sense. So, yeah, yep, definitely. It's the new, like, kind of like an NFT kind of system. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. So we're killing it. Join the movement. For people that want to invest, we aren't actively taking investors from individuals right now, but every time Would that before, be a thing? That'll be a thing. So every time we raise a new round of VC funding, let's say three months before, yep, yep. I'm going to allow people to invest so they could reap the benefits of an increased valuation. And it just makes sense because if you're an investor, you're going to be more likely to promote the company. 100%. You're going to be a brand ambassador and a follower. 
and you're going to be able to reap the benefits. So that's really important to our strategy as well. Okay, dope. So Tafari, honestly, I want to thank you for having this conversation. I know it's been a long time coming because yes, our, our schedules are a little bit conflicting in the before because I know you're a busy person. And anything that you need from Black is New Rich, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to push it out because I honestly believe in um, what you got going. There's a, a, like I said, I believe there's a few people in the city right now. I look at like Neo and the Matrix and you're just 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 going through stuff like 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 we haven't that like we haven't seen before and uh i really appreciate your movement so anything that you need from us again thank you for coming out and appreciate ask anytime it, thank you appreciate it